sexy people of the internet. It is Dave, it is Duncan, back for another album review. For this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new release from Ohio Alternative Outfit, Red Temple Prey. The band's new album, Can It Get Any Worse, will be released on February 9th. Hopefully so, not an indictment on the album. <laughs> who knows, Duncan? <laughs> who knows? Oh, who knows? Uh, who knows? We'll find it at the end. <laughs> oh, you can use the chapter thing that says scores. Oh, didn't, didn't tell you. Chapterize your things, don't you, on, on the old YouTubes? Let me jump my head. <laughs> just, just wait and see. Uh, Columbus, Ohio's Red Temple Prey is a hauntingly powerful alternative band that brings a truly, truly unique twist to a timeless genre. With their melancholic pop hooks and rough, heavy sound, the band sonically captures the weight and mood that could only be described as having a hangover on your deathbed. The band emerged initially as a side project in 2015 before reaching their current and now established lineup in 2021. 2022 saw the release of their debut EP, Violently Lush, and now the quartet are preparing to unveil their first full-length record, Can It Get Any Worse? Uh, vocalist Josh comments, uh, Can It Get Any Worse is not only our debut full-length, but to me personally, my most proud work. There is so much heart and pain in this record. I've never been shy when it comes to expressing my feelings and my music, but I think with this specific record and band, I've allowed myself to be a little more honest than ever before. Uh, there's a lot of similar themes strung across the record, from falling in love to falling out of love, from death to sex. All of this, for me anyway, can be filed under. This is the end of our world. I've said it a million times before, but I only write love songs. I'm a lush, I can't help that. Uh, the album was engineered and mixed by Andy Nelson of Bricktop Studios mm. and then mastered by Brad Boatwright of Audio We Siege. love you. We love Brad. you, Brad. Sexy son of a bitch. Um, so, um, I, I first came across these guys about, uh, about a month ago, something like that. Um, I actually, I noticed on, I think it was Facebook or something, that they were supporting... Uh, a band that we reviewed a couple of years back called uh, Chrome Waves, um, oh, Chrome which I really Waves, enjoyed. Yeah. Um, then that led me on to check out uh, one of their singles, which was Down the Drain, which I thought, yeah, I quite like the vibe of that. Um, and then the last kind of check in the box was Andy Nelson, Brad Boatwright. <laughs> it's, a, it's a safe pair of hands right there. Yeah, I was like, we, we just literally checked out the new Null album, which is Andy and Brad both working together, and that was absolutely killer. So this one made sense. Um, a lot of interesting pieces coming together um, for us to check out, but more int intrigued um, to hear more of this one. So um, one of the kind of th things I found a little bit strange about this um, was in all the kind of like press info and kind of details I could find online about the band. The word shoegaze never really comes up. And to be honest, it was literally the first thing that came to my head when I heard that first single. Mm. I was like, it's, you know, reverb heavy, guitar tone, uh, a lot of the vocal techniques, the rhythm of the album. It's all felt like it was kind of leaning towards that genre. Yeah, um, waves were... A shoegazy inspired well, they band were, as well. Yeah, they were black itself. metal that went went kind of shoegazy. Black gaze, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they've went back the other way again. But um, oh god, <laughs> uh, gra this. granted, there are other elements and styles um, at play here with this band, um, which are probably more on the alternative and indie side of things. 
Um, but for me, I thought that like, the shoegaze part was definitely quite a kind of big part of their sound. Um, I did check out their, their previous EP, uh, Violently Lush, um, and it probably does sit more within the, the kind of alt-rockier side of things. It's a little bit kind of crunchier in sound. Um, and you can hear that this album is a, an evolvement of that where they've they brought on a bit more kind of atmosphere, a little bit more of the um, some kind of more ethereal tones. It's maybe slightly more intimate at times as well. Um, my first first kind of listen to this, um, I kind of just like kind of floated along with it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't an album that I was like constantly surprised by. Um, the, the choices they've made in terms of the, the kind of structures and the, the arrangements are, are fairly consistent for this kind of style of kind of shoegazy alt rock. Um, there's nothing here that takes like a, a wild detour into like unknown territory. Or there's no there's no grind infused mathcore breakdowns on this album, um, and that might be it might be the album's greatest strength and weakness. If I'm honest, mm. um, on the on the positives, I I feel like you know exactly what you're getting from these guys, um, and they're very good at what they do. The guitar work um, is. Sounds massive, you know, it's very lush, very dreamy. Um, it sounds like you're kind of like surrounding a nice kind of warm blanket of kind of fuzzy distortion. Um, and I found that that's quite comforting to listen to um, in the same way that I feel when I'm listening to something like Slow Crush or um, mm-hmm. like the band Nothing or something like that. Um, it's a it's a vibe. Um, and, mm. and I think the, the production they've captured with uh, with Andy and and Brad Boatwright just kind of accentuates the size and the the richness of of this album. Um, Vocally, it sits in a, again, a very kind of dreamy, relaxing kind of place as well. Um, Vocally, Josh reminds me a little bit of like uh, Rivers Como from from Weezer, but kind of delivered with a a more like Marshall Gallagher from Teenage Wrist with that kind of like breathiness in his voice. Yeah, yeah, Um, I got... Shades of um, Dude from Taproot. All right, okay, yeah, yeah, I could see that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I think it, like his tone works um, perfectly in conjunction with the, their style. You know, it's it sounds very cohesive. The melodies are are, are catchy when they need to be, um, but they also add in something a bit deeper and a bit darker when the, the album requires it. Um, tracks like um, Before the Bombs Go Off or, or Chlorine, I felt were very kind of like hook laden. Um, and you know that the choice of melody really leaves um, a little kind of imprint on you after it's finished. Um, as I said, it's a very easy album to kind of just put on and kind of sink into. Um, it's like kind of putting a putting on like a feel good kind of indie movie and just kind of like switching your brain off. Um, and I think there's like there's always a time and a place for for an album like that. You don't have to overthink of it, uh, overthink it. Um, and it's you know it's just kind of enjoying the vibe of it. Um, on the other side of that, I feel like. It's an album that doesn't really take huge risk um, or kind of diversion into something more unique or distinctive. Um, and because of that, I think it becomes maybe a little bit predictable as it goes on. Um, I do think they, they mix up um, the, the kind of dynamic range of the album um, when they strip things back, you know, or bring in some acoustic guitars to add a bit more kind of texture. But the general flow and pace of the album doesn't really change all that much. Um, and vocally as well, it follows a fairly uh, kind of familiar blueprint. Um, so, as much as they sound, you know, dreamy and, and very, you know, soaked in reverb with, with nice harmonies, texturally it doesn't really change. Um, I kept waiting on a moment where it might 
push his voice into something a bit rougher, you know, just to kind of mix it up and, and maybe change the, the intensity of the track a little bit. Um, it's not it's not a bad listen at all. Um, I've listened to this maybe four times. Um, I, I didn't dislike it at all. Um, I'd happily have this on in the background. As I said, I think it fits a certain mood. Um, but I think it was maybe a touch light on, on moments that will really kind of stand out and, and stick with you afterwards. Um, I think if you're a fan of Shoegies, um, the chances are um, you probably have heard similar stuff to this already. Um, so if you're looking for something that really you know, sounds different or is kind of cutting edge, then it might not be this album. But um, it's it's got a cool vibe. Um, it's it's very kind of soothing to have on in the background. The production's great. Um, it's a very very inviting sound. It's it's clean and organic, and uh, I don't have any complaints on on that front. Um, but overall, it was somewhere in the middle for me. Uh, what about yourself? What, what did you make of this one? Dave, there's a lot to like about this album. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like, I was kind of, well, so I, I've obviously never heard them before, but uh, within the first 30 seconds of Big Panic, the opening track, I was kind of confused a little bit because guitar-wise, there is, there's something a bit gruffer there amongst that kind of spacey production. Mm-hmm. And then the vocals came in, and it was not the vocals I thought I was going to be getting at all. Right. Um, and I mean that in the best possible way. Uh, I actually think the the vocals in this are absolutely spot on. I, I love the way they weave. I, I think his lyrics are incredibly playful, um, and the, the tone the tone that he delivers, which is kind of tongue in cheek throughout the entire album where singing about bleak subjects and catchy melodies mm. is, a, is a smart choice um, but like very much like yourself when it finished the first time I, I realised how effortless the listen had been mm. like I got to the end of it and I, I didn't feel like I'd had to really dig too deep or really stretch to listen to try and pick out some element that was going to be the you know the kind of linchpin of my yeah. Review, you know, like take this for example, then build the review around it, which is what I do in a lot of reviews. I find an element that really interests me and then I start to build my review around it. Mm-hmm. In the case of this one, it all just kind of flew over me in this kind of soothing, melancholic sort of fog. It, mm-hmm. it just it just kind of has this woozy atmospheric feel to it. Yeah. And it reminded me of a handful of bands. Um it's, it's got it's weird, it's got a kind of it's kind of got a Deftonesy vibe, right? Mm. Without being as heavy as Deftones, it's got a kind of tongue-in-cheek playfulness of a Weezer album without yeah. sounding like Weezer. And at times, the alt stuff reminds me of kind of kind of mid-career tap route, mm. where they were really becoming very, very, very kind of in the alternative with just heavier sections. Mm-hmm. You put all that in together, it's it's hard to really see anything doesn't work here yeah it's a formula they reuse again and again and the album itself is broken up enough with tracks where they go more ballady um or those quieter moments are more predominant before the next track comes in and it's maybe like it it has a bit more gruff tip my issue was less that there wasn't any risks it was more actually on the, the the tempo of the album which does fit that vibe, but it, it very much sticks with any confined mm-hmm. kind of beats per minute. Um, and 
there was certain tracks where I felt like if you went double time here or half time here, mm. this would be really cool. Yeah. Um, and they've chose not to do that, and maybe that doesn't fit in with the vibe. Weirdly enough, I his vocals not going any more aggressive than what he's doing is fine for me. I think we've got plenty of examples of people that can do that, and sometimes mm. I, you know, I kind of I think to myself, if I could sing like that, I'd want to sing like that more than scream. Um, so I think that works really, really, really well for them. It is from your point of view, and I, I get what you're saying. It's a, it's my complaint with the timing. You know, it's like something that makes the track sound different or adds mm. a, a, an additional layer. Um, yeah, I think it's it's very well recorded. It's very well produced. Um, the tracks are effortless to listen to, which, to be honest, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But like yourself, by the time I got to the end of it, I was struggling to remember any more than maybe one or two choruses on it, yeah. which is weird because it is a singing album full of melody. You would expect more mm. hooks, more earworms in there. Mm-hmm. Tracks like Chlorine, for sure. Sirens has got a banger of a chorus. Before the bombs go off, great chorus as well. Yeah. And I think it finishes really strong as well. That kind of melancholia kind of just drifts right into the end. So I get a feeling that Red Temple Praise the sort of band that I will use a lot this year as a kind of, right, I just need to decompress or like one of those weeks where you've given me nothing but fucking death metal <laughs> and I kind of need something just to just like reflect on life. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's setting the genre on fire. And the problem is this album will come out maybe about five, five or six years ago when the shoegazy thing was maybe just starting to, to yeah. pick up a bit of pace. It would have sounded a lot more remarkable than it does now. That being said, it's a very well put together album. For a debut, I think they've got a great sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like it's hard to write an album which has, what, 11 tracks, 35 minutes long, and it's not boring. Even though they don't do any of those elements we're talking about, it's not a boring listen at all. It's a mm-hmm. very, very, very easy listen. So, yeah, a kind of conflicting feeling on this one. Yeah. I, I feel like I should be praising it more. I feel mm-hmm. like I should be giving it a higher grade, but ultimately, it lands where it lands. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's do that. Let's give it a grade um, for this new album. Um, I am a, a three out of five on this one. Um, I feel like there's a lot of stuff they do really well, um, and the, the the individual elements are cool. I just kind of wanted something more from it um, to give me that kind of memorable, more memorable moments from the album. Um, it's a very easy listen. It's something that, yeah, I could stick on in the background and just kind of have on to chill out. Um, it works for that. Um, I don't know how much I'll come back to it um, because I feel like there are bands within this style that do it a bit better um, at this moment. But it is a debut, so, you know, the only mm-hmm. way is, is up for these guys. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what they're doing next. Uh, what about yourself? What are you thinking? I'm exactly the same as you. Mm. Three's what I was coming in. I actually thought I was going to come in lower than you, so oh. um, there we go. I will take the mini win. <laughs> not that, that means anything at all um, yeah Columbus Ohio has a brew dog oh there does it brew dog hotel all right. uh, not that I'm saying we should go across and visit but I have a couple <laughs> of friends that live there so we have a place to crash there <laughs> good to know uh, Red Temple Prey can it get any worse out on February 9th uh, links below to the band to the pre-order band camp and all that sort of stuff check it out have a listen see what you think uh, let us know stick some comments in Uh, That is our review. Thank you for checking out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.